the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following show is pre-recorded. Welcome to this 820 AM The Word broadcast special, Heart of the City. Pastors, ministry leaders, and churches have received a call to serve their communities with the love and compassion of Christ. The call is from God's heart to the heart of the city. This is Heart of the City. I'm Chuck Olmstead, the Director of Operations for 820 AM The Word. Wow, I had a great time last uh, last recording, and uh, we're here for part two with the lead pastor of Calvary Christian Assembly. His name is Ryan Bunbury, and Ryan, welcome back. Thank you, Chuck. It's an honor and privilege to be here again. Well, you and I got to chatting yeah. and talking about uh, music and the power of music and how the Lord has used music in your life, and I really didn't get, let you finish your story because uh, you you had shared about um, uh, an uncle that uh, was very influential with you and, and basically taught you how to listen to the Lord yeah. uh, through music and uh, how what a strong impact that had on you. So let's just revisit that for a minute uh, for those that didn't hear last week's uh, story. Talk to me about uh, you. You were, grew up near Sacramento, mom and dad believers, but uh, when you were a high schooler, you were really involved with music. That's right. Yeah. No. They, a couple. You know, we all have people in our lives we can remember who have have deeply impacted us, and I have a list of of my of people in my life. But you know, when you talk about uh, musicianship, and you talk about my formative years and what was embedded in me. Um, you know, all the above, you know, obviously my, my dad and mom, I mean, I remember growing up, my dad was a a entrepreneur businessman. And I remember growing up, uh, learning how to pray by watching him on his knees, like literally in the guest room early in the morning before he'd go to work. And then I, I learned, I learned the importance of the presence of God and taking time every day in his word, just getting alone with God in the scripture by watching what dad did. But I learned the, the, the power of memorizing Scripture and going to the Bible as ground zero, especially in the times we're in right now. Man, we have to have truth. We, 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 when we're disoriented, what's the way? You know, I need new life. Well, who? Oh, the, my memory, if my memory's right, Jesus said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life, right? I mean, that's what, so it was through mom, you know, who taught me how to memorize Scriptures, you know, like I just recited, or, you know, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding and all your ways acknowledge him and he will direct your paths, Ryan. Mm-hmm. You know, he will direct you, son, mm-hmm. right? It's, that's mom's influence, okay? Right. And then you talk about music. Well, dad played the bass, mom played percussion, sang, played the piano, you know, very gifted. My sister played the flute. I mean, just very musical. I'm, I'm a drummer, a pianist, a singer, a songwriter, conducted orchestras and choirs and ensembles and worship teams and so on and so forth. But really the, the roots of that, um, both theory and then the, the, the emotion and the experience and, and the soul behind that, if I could say, 
was through my uncle, Nick Newman. And uh, he has his master's in music. He got it at the Conservatory of San Francisco years ago. Uh, but but basically, I, down, I downloaded of, as much of that <laughs> from him as I could. And, and the overflow of him in my life, I remember, really um, led me to, to learning how to experience God's presence through music. So my parents, my uncle, of course, others in my life, my youth pastor, my pastor, the list goes on. They each have the, an, an individual touch and influence in my life um, uh, powerfully. But, uh, but in terms of music, yeah, man, my, I mean, my life's a song. Isn't yours? All of us mm-hmm. have a song. I mean, we mm-hmm. every day we're singing a song. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Whether I can hold the tune or not, each of us has a song. In other words, we have a story, you know, and that's what I love here today with you is being able to just hear a little bit of yours and share a little bit of mine. So yeah. really cool. Yeah. Well, it is a it is a song that's continuing to be written, uh, you know, as, as we live our lives. And uh, I want to find out what happens, you know, after high school, after, you know, your experiences with mom and dad and church and uh, and your growth as a as a believer and, and how that then uh, helped you decide what you were going to do in your life. Great question. I. I have actually a, a document that I update regularly. It's called my life story highlights. And it just so happens that one of my life story highlights, um, I love journaling. That's why I do that is, um, my call to ministry. Hmm. And it really was a call. Um, uh, in particular, I remember 1995, uh, the year being called into ministry and it was, in my formative years, obviously, but during a time at the altar uh, in youth group. And uh, in particular, it was on a choir tour. Again, music played mm-hmm. a huge influence. Uh, but I remember the Lord impressing on me, and it wasn't like an audible voice type of thing. And people say, how do you, how do you hear the, the voice of God? You know, Well, it's, it's a sensing you have you know, in, in your spirit. And I remember just sensing this 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 call this unction power in me like like wasn't it wasn't anything not just a thought it wasn't just a uh a preconceived notion or something that i already knew it was like it was an experience with god i know it was god because it was a sensing that i had that i've never had before and 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 it was three very specific things chuck number 1 i've anointed you hmm. okay that's the word i got i've anointed you it's the sensing I had in me. I'm set apart for a, for a purpose. I have purpose. Wow, really? I have purpose, right? In our formative years, aren't we looking for that? Like, why do I exist? What's the point of life? What's my purpose? Why was I created, you know? Who created me? So I literally have the God of the universe, Jesus, his spirit, God the Father, Jesus the Son, Holy Spirit. I have this sensing. I've anointed you. Then it was preach. Just one word, Preach. So I had to learn what that meant. <laughs> mm-hmm. What does it mean to proclaim the gospel? What does it mean to to declare, you know, the way, the truth, and the life? What is that? You know, and I there were years of learning theology and seminary and so on and so forth, but preach. And then the third thing uh, was go get them. I said, go get who? The least of these. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the marginalized, the ostracized. The, uh, the people that people look over, the people that people don't hear and that don't, don't listen to. The hurting, the helpless, the hopeless, right? Um, and so those three things in particular were laid on my heart 
uh, during a time at the altar of prayer, and it was, it was this was all born out of prayer. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that from 1995, the story goes on. Um, particular, we can talk about specifics, but that as far as a life highlight, I go back to that moment. Uh, I I have to. Because when things get hard, mm-hmm. right, you have to go back to those life highlight moments. Uh, and so, and those are non-negotiables, by the way, right? And so when Jesus told me, man, he said, I've anointed you, preach and go get them. I take that very seriously. And so that's a huge part of my, my calling. Well, I always think of it as you know in your knower. There right? you go. You, you know, you do, you just know I like it. how you say that. You know, you in, know your, in your knower. You, you know in your knower that, <laughs> that this is what I'm supposed to do. And and we all have a knower. We do. Right? We know. We know. Come on. <laughs> That's right. And, and so not to get too far to the side here, but yeah, you good. talk about journaling. Mm-hmm. Why has that been so important in your life? To, to to journal those things, what because um, I think that's important, and Big I, deal. I do that as well. So why do you do that? Well, you got to write it down. Mm-hmm. Thank God our patriarchs wrote down what the Spirit gave them. Mm-hmm. I have I have it right here in front of me. It's called the Bible. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, that's the power of writing it down. When it's a yeah. So what for me in my life, I got to write it down, and on a practical level, okay, for you and me and whoever's listening. If you write it down, if you got a goal and you write it down, it's going to happen. Like everything that I've written down in a prayer journal, you know, believing for to make this much money, believing to pay off this debt, believing to for my devotion life, you know, to do, believing to read through the Bible in a year, believing for this prayer request. But and then you circle it in prayer, right? That's Mark Batterson. We're do, we're going through that. That's a different story. Right. But but when you when you write it down, it'll happen. Like, because it helps for me. Here's why. Here's why I do it. Because it helps me take what's in my head and put it on a piece of paper and it goes from my head to my heart because then I'm praying it back to the Lord. Then I'm rereading it. Then I'm revisiting it as opposed to a thought and then it's gone. Right. When you write it down, it actually helps you articulate what you're really thinking. And so for me, the, the journaling, it really just, it's, a, it's a, my prayer journal and it, it, it turns into prayer. Hundred percent. So anything that I'm writing down, Mike, whether it's goals, whether it's my to-do list, I have a huge, I have a, a big thing on my iPhone, a big old note, notes on everything. I got a to-do list today. Wrote a bunch of things down, bullet points for staff meeting, right? And I pray back to the Lord. So whatever you write, to-do list, what? So journaling to me, I take it from my head, I put it on paper, and it becomes, it, it happens, it becomes real. I pray it back to the Lord, and He helps me see it through. So. I've mentioned this before on Heart of the City, but uh, a book that's really influenced me uh, here in the last uh, several months is a book by Ann Voskamp, and it's called A Thousand Gifts. And in there, the Lord challenged her to write down a thousand gifts that the Lord had given to her in daily living. So it might be a simple thought, uh, you know, a simple thing like, and this uh, uh, may sound silly, but the design of a snowflake. So she's a farmer's wife in Canada, right? And so when Anne writes, she, she writes a lot about agriculture and nature and that sort of thing. But she she learned that in that act of writing down was became the sense of gratitude, uh, of understanding that 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 
that the things in our lives are gifts from God, given to, by God for us, and the beauty of nature and and relationships, and and all of these things are gifts. And and as she wrote that down, it became very real to her. Yeah, you know that uh, almost memorializing, if you will, good. those those things that are happening in her life. And and for journaling, that's so important, isn't it? Because you can go back to those points in your life. That's right. In 1995, God said this to me. I wrote it down. It's a memorial. It's an, it's like an altar that I go back to when when I need to remember the things that the yes. Lord told me. Yes. And if you if you want to remember it, write it down. That's what I say. Because if you write it down, you'll remember. It's real simple, mm-hmm. and it it works. I mean, for like for instance. Yeah, very practical, because I like to be practical. You know, Lisa on the way in. Well, I, you know, I very easily will probably forget her name if I don't write it down. So write it down and pray for her. That's <laughs> something all of us can do. When you meet somebody, when you meet a new barista at Starbucks, write Greg's name down and say a prayer for him later. Yeah. You know, because if you write it down, you'll remember. I won't remember to pray for Greg if I don't write Greg's name down. I won't remember Lisa if I don't. So I just, these are, but again, you know who taught me that? My dad. Well, <laughs> write it down if you uh, want if you want to remember it write it down and you know who taught him glenn cole yeah. <laughs> pastor glenn cole so it's these things that we just give each other that we can pay it forward and help each other so you're right journaling um that's a big deal for me it yeah. is yeah so you you begin to write it down the lord's prompting you you're anointed uh you know he's gifted you for this he's told you you know go get him so what happens next? Yeah. So then, then at that point, I got to be honest. Another one of my hu- huge life highlights um, was when I went to India and met Mother Teresa. Okay, now that's a and story I, right there. And I, I have <laughs> to I have to interject this because this was another one of those moments that I will I will never forget. And we we didn't even have a whole lot of time with her at the home of the destitute and dying in Calcutta. We had gone, and we were we were partnering with Mark and Holda Buntain, and um, we were doing a, a mission trip. It was a three week trip. We went to Calcutta and Puri and New Delhi, and um, I remember I was with my youth pastor, uh, Jason Harper, another huge, huge influencer in my life. Um, I learned how to serve from him, um, and he helped me. You talk about the preaching piece. He helped me write some of my first sermons. And um, I'm indebted to Jason Harper, but he's the one who took me to India with a team. And Mother Teresa, okay, here's here's what I'll never forget. And she's said this many times. She said it in one of her books. Um, and it's this. My secret is simple. I pray. Hmm. That's it. That's it. <laughs> That's it. My secret is simple. I pray. And here's, here's the proof in the pudding. Because when we met her, the reason why our time was cut short, guess what she had to go do? Pray. Pray. <laughs> uh-huh. She had, right? So that really was her secret. Uh-huh. I mean, she, she gave us all pens and she came up to about here. Right. She's very short later. Her feet went in, didn't wear shoes, just very, just one with the people. And unbelievable wisdom and her service as unto the Lord. To who? The least of these. I learned by watching what she did, the ministry she had, I learned compassion and care and loving kindness just from the little bit of time, just watching her. 
You never, you ever know when somebody's been with Jesus. Mm-hmm. That's Mother Teresa, right? Mm-hmm. And so, <laughs> so prayer. I learned the power of prayer and what prayer does with with prayer. What a ministry can look like. Oh my word, the the impact that she had in Calcutta alone. But anyway, that's you're right. That is another story. But I mention that because um, prayer is the foundation to everything. I, I like to say, I don't set the agenda and pray over it. I pray and let prayer set the agenda. Mm. That's how I lead. That's what we do. Mm-hmm. And so, <laughs> so, and it's, it is a simple concept, right? Pray, right? Which, by the way, pray. Prayer works. <laughs> prayer works. It really does. As Mother Teresa said, my secret is simple. I pray. So for me, I just, I started praying. I started focusing on the disciplines, prayer, scripture reading, Church community, that's a big deal, especially right now, man. People are so isolated with the social distance stuff. Church community, getting involved, connecting, and having a community of faith where you can pray, it's a big deal. Mm-hmm. And so that's why we invite our friends and our people like Greg and Lisa and though, you know, we invite them to church and to be, to what? To pray. Why do we pray? Because prayer is the conversation with God, it's touching God, it's relationship with the Father. So for me, um, once I got my call and I knew my purpose, and I knew I was anointed and I had my commission, um, I, I began praying, reading the word and, and, and going to church and getting around people who, have, who had been there and done that and could help me. Because I tell you what, man, I still do that. I, I surround myself uh, with people who, you know, if you want to grow wise, hang out with the wise, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? And so it's why like Kai and Perry and Keith and a lot of the North Seattle pastors, the groups that we get together, man, there's wisdom in that group. Um, and we pray together. It's always prayer. So that prayer for me, um, as I learned from Mother Teresa and my mentors, other mentors in my life and people who spoke into me in my formative years, prayer is embedded in me. Um, Jesus, if we remember, said, my house is a house of prayer. Prayer. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so we really just try to focus on that and keep the focus on Jesus and center everything we do around him that way. And so that's that's my story, man. I'm going through a series right now with uh, Crystal Evans uh, Hurst, who is Tony Evans' daughter. She's awesome. got a 28-day 28-day prayer journey uh, that that she's doing right now in the month of January and February, <clears throat> and it's you know it, it is. I, I mean, it really is simple. I mean, Mother Teresa had it has it right. I mean, the key is is prayer. Yeah. It is is not only. And prayer is more than asking God for stuff. That's right. It's listening to God and list and listening to um, His heart for for you and for the world. Yeah, you know, and um, and it really is that simple. Yeah, it truly is. Can I say something? I would Absolutely. say this in terms of prayer. I would say, like you and I are having a conversation, Chuck. That's all prayer is. That's it. So like in the morning, one of my non-negotiables is prayer every day. I have to. Because if I don't, I'm a mess. Ask my wife. Right. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's uh-huh. a big deal. I mean, that's a non-negotiable. My faith, my prayer is a non-negotiable. So I get up in the morning. I call it my coffee time with Jesus. So I'll brew my fr- – I like French press. I'll brew my French press coffee. You know, I get up early in the morning before anyone's up. That's – I would – 
recommend that as a great time where you can actually hear your own thoughts mm-hmm. and, and sense from, from the Lord what he might be speaking through his word. And I get alone in God's word. I get alone with God and his word and the scripture. And I pray. We have conversation. I turn the fireplace on. We have coffee. It's awesome. Right, right. We just talk. And man, like this morning, I'm just telling him, I go, man, I've actually, Lord, I've never done a radio interview. Can you, can you just kind of help me through that? And I talk to him about this time now before it happened. I talked to him about my staff meeting that I had. I talked to him about, you know, driving on I-5. I talked to him about my children, you know, and, and the Bible says, cast all your cares on him for he cares for you. All the details, all those funny, silly little elementary things that we don't think to pray about. God actually cares about that. He really does. And so for me, I, for us at Calvary, for that matter, prayer is the most important thing that births everything and anything we do. We pray on every Wednesday. So one of the first things I did when we got to Calvary uh, Christian Assemblies, I launched a weekly prayer meeting. And I said any agenda that we have, any mission, any fulfillment of the Great Commission, anything we do in helping people find and follow Jesus, that's what we're all about, helping people find and follow Jesus, locally here in Seattle, globally around the world, any of that comes out of prayer. So every Wednesday at 6 p.m., if you're in Seattle, <laughs> we, we pray right there at Calvary every single Wednesday. It's a big deal. Um, and the Lord is working marvelous, marvelously through prayer. It really is quite remarkable. I think sometimes we make it way too more sophisticated than what it actually is. I agree. You know, that there's all these forms or some sort of rituals or that sort of thing, but I like how you say it, and it's true, that it is a conversation, just like we're having right now. That's it. With with the God of the universe. And the fact is he does want to communicate back to us yeah. and, and uh, express his love to us and express his concerns about maybe our adi- some of the attitudes we have or some of the things that we're doing. Uh, but he is a good and gracious God. Yes. And... and um, in that he gives uh he gives us his uh holy spirit to help guide and lead us yes in the ways we need to go we're talking to Ryan Bunbury he's the lead pastor at Calvary Christian Assembly and i'm looking at the clock here Ryan and we've got about 3 minutes left awesome <laughs> and so i'd love for you just to kind of wrap up a you know in a thought in in the next 3 minutes um, sure. about what you know you you've shared about Calvary um, assembly and you know what the Lord's teaching you as a congregation. Just share with me a little bit more about that. Where He's leading you in the congregation in these coming days through the, you know through the summer and into into uh, the coming year. Very good, thank you, Chuck. And this has been wonderful, by the way. Yeah. But you know, for us, we and I brought you a gift today. Thank you. Yes, yes. I brought you a, a little little. Swag bag, you I call know. it. And, and on that bag, it says, Jesus loves Seattle. Mm-hmm. So our, our big deal at Calvary is that we believe Jesus loves Seattle, so we love Seattle. And, and if you see the Jesus loves Seattle sign on Calvary coming on right off of I-5, we've got one on the west side of the building. We've also got one on the east side of the building. And we post that up because we believe the Bible where it says, we all know it, God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. Life! I love that word, life. God wants nothing more than for us to live life abundantly and to the fullest. And so whether it's, what does that mean? For us, where are we at? Out of prayer, 
out of prayer, everything bathed in prayer. Our agenda is this, whether it's feeding, clothing, housing, hospitalizing, educating, employing, equipping, encouraging, whatever it may be, however it may be, we're all about helping people find and follow Jesus. So we do that through, through mission. We do that through loving people. I tell you, kindness is contagious. And my encouragement would be this, is just be kind. Find somebody that you can be kind to. Because if you remember, Paul articulated, the Apostle Paul, he says what? He says, loving kindness leads to repentance. And so that's what it's all about, helping people find and follow Jesus. So I would encourage you to you know, get alone with the Lord in Scripture. Take time in prayer with Him and just simply be kind to somebody, especially now in the middle of COVID. We really need this now more than ever is to be kind, to love people in Jesus' name. Well, Ryan, those are wise words. And uh, I trust that as people have listened today, if you want to get more information about Calvary Christian Assembly, you can go to ccassembly.com. That's the, the letter C, C, assembly.com. Ryan, thanks. Bless you, my friend. It's an honor and privilege to be here. Thank you so much, Chuck. You've been listening to this 820 AM, the word special heart of the city. For more information on how your pastor or your ministry can be featured on 820 AM, the word, call Chuck Olmstead. 206-269-6216 or go to thewordseattle.com The preceding program was pre-recorded.